Fashion and beauty are serious business. On this podcast, we will hear from amazing creative entrepreneurs. Join us as we explore their unique success stories, learn from experts, and hear about their journeys. Steve Jobs famously said that, the people who are crazy enough to think they can change the world are the ones who do. So let's get crazy. I'm your host, Ann Zuckerman, and this is the Just Wanted to Ask podcast. Ladies, have you ever had one of those uncomfortable headlight moments? Don't you want to be heard without distraction? Bezzy broad discs are your solution. Go to justwantedtoask.com and look for Bezzy broad discs. Hello, everyone. Today, I'm thrilled to be with Lindy Powers. Lindy Powers' portraiture expertise began in the 70s when she worked as a fashion and advertising model in the United States and Europe. In high demand for 10 years, she worked with major photographers, fashion designers, and directors, including a year of making television commercials with the renowned Federico Fellini. Eventually, Lindy became fascinated with a view from the other side of the lens and shifted to a career as a commercial photographer. Her experience in front of the camera has given her a unique approach to her work behind it, resulting in outstanding photographs across all client types. Lindy works with a variety of clientele, including the New York Times, GlaxoSmithKline, Women's Wear Daily, Wedgwood Pharmacy, Armac, AstraZeneca, and W.I. Gore. Lindy works both on location and in her studio, conveniently located in Wilmington, Delaware. Currently, she serves North Delaware, in the greater Philadelphia area, but also has provided services across the tri-state region. Uh, welcome, Lindy, to the podcast today. I'm so happy um, to be able to have you on the podcast. Thank you, Anne. It's exciting to actually have you here. Um, tell us about when you thought that you would get into modeling. Well, I thought to get into modeling because my mother always said I couldn't. My mother was a very successful model and I was very, I, I, I admired her, her life very much. And so I thought perhaps I could be a model and I was actually, Right, and could have gone to Bennington, but I decided, well, I think I need to be a model, and um, and I tried, and, and I was successful, and it was surprisingly amazing to have the experience of meeting all the different photographers. I, I can remember the time when I was very young, and I took my, I still remember taking my first picture and thinking, oh, well, maybe I could be a photographer, but that was before I became a model. But being a model, it, it, it certainly leads one to think about all the photographers that there are and all the styles. And it's, it's a very, very rich world, the world of being able to see all the photographers. Certainly. Um, there are so many different styles. Now, um, what is the difference be or, between 
a fashion photographer for print and uh, a model who walks runways. Big difference. Uh, walking runway is is uh, specific to its own now. There aren't a lot of models who do both. Maybe some, but but usually the doing print is, we could say it's better paid, it, it's harder to do. Um, so they they don't often mix the two, the runway model and the, the print model. Um, it, many people think that, well, modeling is just standing there and being photographed. It doesn't require all that much, but it's very hard work. <laughs> It's very hard work. Um, it's exhausting. It's it's uh, bad for your self esteem. It it makes you aware of of all your flaws, um, and it it takes a lot to be able to actually emote at that level. And you do need to learn your better better points to be able to project them. It's it's very much about projecting. In many ways, I think it's it's like acting because you you can't just stand there and look pretty. Oh, wouldn't it be nice? But it's not true. It's hard. It's hard. Yeah. So in the intro, you said that you worked with um, Federico Fellini, um, but you also worked with other photographers as well. Uh, what were some of the differences between the styles of some of the different photographers you worked with? A lot of differences. I would say for the most part that photographers don't know how to tell you what to do. They more and more are using very long lenses, so you can't hear them. Um, lately, I understand that they'll have an assistant holding a reflector next to the model with a mic or a walkie-talkie arrangement where the model can hear the photographer because the photographer will be so far away that you couldn't hear them. Um, long lenses make you look better. And so one wants to be photographed with as long a lens as possible. Um, but you, as a model, you, you learn quickly and, and, and have to, because I think for the most part, photographers don't really know what they want you to do. They, they, haven't the experience themselves and um it's it's a challenge what, what do i do i can't just stand here i've got to do something so learning to pose to emote to to well it, and if you're showing the clothes certainly you need to know how to make the clothes look good there, there's a lot more to it than one would think well did you did you get a chance to spend any time with the photographers to learn more about their styles and what they expected. Yes, yes, I, I, I had I many photographers and their wives um, became friends. Several, and you don't. The style is a is a funny thing. They they all have a particular style, and and then you want to learn what it is that they are looking to see. But yeah, I had a few photographers who be, who did become friends, but mostly because I became friends with their wife. Um, one fellow in Italy, his wife was great, and so we were close friends. 
and she she was a great cook. So yeah, I I learned a lot about Italy from Barbara and and a lot about cooking also from Barbara. But um, he 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 didn't say much. Her husband he, he didn't say much. And photographers, I think, really are, are not great talkers. They're photographers. They're just looking. For sure. Um, how big a role or how much what did the fashion influence the photographs? Um, and how much did you know about or know about the the uh, different um, clothes that you would be wearing before the photograph? Very little, very little. I would say that I did a lot of magazine work. I'm thinking mostly of, of Italy because that's where probably most of the work that I did, the Italian magazines, again, the photographers don't talk to you very much. They expect that you're going to be able to do things that are going to show off the clothes. Um, but the most of what they might tell you is turn left, turn right, don't smile, look up, look down, maybe smile. Um, but some of them, a couple of them, uh, I'll never forget making me cry um, just because they wanted some emotion. And <laughs> when you're about to cry because they're telling you that that you're <laughs> facile, that you're you're too young to know what you're doing or whatever they would tell you. I mean, that, that that's not pleasant. And um, so so I would say in my day, there were some mean photographers um, and, and you're on a job. So you need to just keep going. Um, once I, I, I had to smile to sell a car, selling a car, me selling a car. And, and the idea was to be overjoyed over the moon, so happy with this car. Well, I wasn't exactly. I couldn't get my idea around. I'm overjoyed with this car. And no kidding, they got champagne, they got food, they got chocolate, anything they could think of to make me be over the moon about the car. And I, I don't think I ever did get over the moon about the car, but um, they tried. They definitely tried. And, and you had very long days, I'm sure. Sometimes, yes. And, and sometimes very cold days. In the old days, it was permissible to do summer in the winter. And of course, it's an idea, right? Yeah, I did swimsuits in the snow. No kidding. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I was a brave soul. The, the other, there were two or three other young ladies with me and they said, I can't do that. I said, well, I can do it. Just get me warm afterwards. But yeah, not, not for the faint of heart. And and I'm sure they don't do that anymore. But yeah, some of the things that we did in the 70s, people just wouldn't do anymore. So you mentioned travel. Um, how many people did you actually travel with? Did you travel with a whole photographic uh, group and other models? Um, mostly we met there. We would go to the location place. Um, someone would pick us up and drive us to the actual spot. Uh, when I think about travel, I think about Fellini's crew, 13 guys um, and me, 
um, initially they had a, a young lady who spoke French. My French was decent. And after a while they said, okay, your Italian's great. We don't need her anymore, which was strange um, to be with 13 guys, but they were just charming and, and lovely. And we covered most of the major spots in Italy. The idea was the, the grand spots, the, the good, the good looking spots for locations. Um, but yeah, the travel mostly happened. You you would get to your spot on your own for the most part. Somebody would pick you up and you you go. And I mean, I can I can remember freezing on a rock with three other young ladies, and and they flew us to the rock. That it took them five <laughs> minutes to get to the rock. And the photographers on the mainland with a really long lens. And they gave us each, a, I guess it was a pint of brandy, and I didn't drink then. And they all they all drank their brandy, and and they were all sick too. Um, a few days later, um, but yeah, that that was you know, let's fly them to the rock. <laughs> but yeah, unusual things, very unusual. The photographs always look so absolutely amazing and wonderful. You never think about the story behind them. No, because you can only see so much in photographs. You can't see the cold. Can't. <laughs> Except for we, we do have have models who get red. Um, I've had that. It, you don't want them getting red um, in the cold. Um, so you have to get your picture quickly because you will get red if you're standing around in a swimsuit and you're cold. Wow, I never thought about that. So in traveling, how much time did you actually get to spend on your own and see the countries that you were in? Oh, I, I, I think I was on my own a good bit, mostly walking around, um, maybe going to museums and um, being told where to go by the people who owned my pension or whatever. Um, but yeah, I saw quite a bit of... of um, Milan and Rome and certainly Hamburg and um, thinking of other cities. Um, I, I lived a lot in London, so I feel like I knew London fairly well. But yeah, those were the, the major cities. Did you spend a lot of time with the other models or? or Not much, no. I mean, I had some good friends who were models um, at, over time, yes. Um, but but I could say that um, we all went our separate ways as as time went on. But yeah, so some of the models, um, I I shouldn't say the smart ones, but um, but some of them married really well, and um, and that was being a model is a, certainly a stepping stone to marrying well if you choose to go that route. Yeah, I was reading about uh, some about that, about different models and where they ended up. So that was really quite interesting as well. But what an experience to be able to travel and spend time in different cities around the world. Um, that must have been amazing. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's good. It's good to see the world. Got to a point where you decided uh, you wanted to switch sides. You wanted to move from in front of the camera to behind the camera. 
which was really unique in those times because there were not a lot of women photographers. Correct. And the women photographers that there were mostly, I, I, Diane Arbus comes to mind immediately. Their pictures were somewhat painful. They, well, her pictures were very, I could say, poignant, painful, maybe. Um, so, yeah, there weren't a lot of women photographers. And if you wanted to go that route, one of the reasons I did is because there were photographers that no matter what they did, they, they couldn't make me look really good. And I always wondered why. I, I'm working as hard as I can here. Why do I not like how I look? You, you, sh you, you should be able to make me look good. Um, but that was interesting to me, the various, the, the many, many views of, of how, how perceived. And so, so with that, I thought, well, there's more to this than I thought. And certainly learning or seeing other photographers at work gave me clues, lots of clues, but but it was it is extraordinary how how you could take four photographers photographing the same girl and the pictures would look different they would just look different different styles different ways of moments Th those moments are infinitesimal i think with the moments in which one could take a picture um the the women photographers of my time, I, I, it's not that I knew them, but I knew of them. Um, and then as time went on, I, I knew more about them. But yeah, not a lot of women photographers. And my goal in, in being a photographer really was to, to see if, if, if it's possible to make someone, well, well, now, of course, I'm a portrait photographer, so I would, prefer to speak more about that than fashion per se, because clothes, yes, making clothes look good, well, that's one thing, but making a person look good, that's quite another. In fact, I'm quite happy to say that I had a, a man come to me, he was 68, and he said, look, I've just been photographed by another photographer, I, I, I'm not happy. He walked in with a laptop with 10 pictures by the other photographer, and showed them to me and said, I don't like these. I, I'm hoping you can make me look good. And they were perfectly nice pictures. But but I could see, okay, not really interesting. Maybe he doesn't look good. Could he look good? So I, I'm wondering, can I make him look better? And I got him in the studio. And sure enough, I I, I saw certain things. He had really good eyes. And 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 I, I did what I would do. And he said, oh, wow. Um, and he ended up really liking how he looked. But what's interesting here is that very few people will do that. They'll go to a photographer, they'll not be happy, and they'll just be depressed because they don't look good. And they think, well, that's how I look. But it's rare that a person will think, well, maybe I could do better and I could find a photographer who would make me look good. So he said, yeah, well, that photographer wasn't expensive as you, but I thought it might be possible to get myself looking good. And he was very pleased and he really liked how he looked. And, and then I looked for myself, what did I do? 
what did I do to make him look better? I, there's, it's just so subtle, and there's so many different ways to look at a person. But, but what we've learned is that one wants the face to be even. So, for example, I can show you this. Here's one of my favorite tricks. Most people's faces go higher on one side than the other. So, a little smile, which is safe if you don't have a great mouth, little smile. And so, a trick is to pull up one side. What I find is it's mostly the right side, and it evens out the face. The viewer wants a face to be even, and then they go deeper to the soul. So, if I pull up the right side of my mouth, watch. Just did it for you. <laughs> it, it will even out my face. Now, then there's the angles. Which side is better, left or right? People who are more creative are better from the left. Barbara Streisand taught all those photographers never shoot her from the right. In fact, if you did that, they would take your camera or take your film. But, but everybody has a better side. Artists is always the left. Um, and practical people are much better from the right. The thinkers, the, the plotters, the the planners, the business people, always better from the right side. So knowing those basics and then looking, because everybody has a good side. Um, some people are very even, but there's usually one side that's better. Um, even is the goal of the viewer. That's a lot. Never in my wildest dreams did I ever think about all of that. And yes, it's so important. Um, and capturing in portraiture, is so different than just taking a random photograph mm -hmm. because you're basically selling that person and you yes. do a lot of commercial portraiture. Yes, and you want the person to look good. They want to look good, but you really want to make that person look good. And then there's, well, how do you do that? So first step is look to make them even because again nobody really is even but one eye is bigger one side one cheek is bigger it, i could go on but but you want to even out the two sides of the face that's really critical and then some people don't have good teeth or they don't have lips they have skinny lips and well then what do you do with their mouth and and on and on there's a lot to it posture is really important I teach the subject at very first juncture how to pull their head up out of their body. For example, ballerinas walk around like that all the time with their head pulled up out of their chest, but ordinary people don't. So, so that's step one in getting oneself to look good in front of the camera. But, but there, it, it always amazes me. There are lots of people who think, oh, well, I could never look good in front of a camera. But I think, I'm pretty certain, everybody can look good. And then that's subjective. How, how do they look good? Um, but much better than they think they can look. Uh, and then it's such a challenge, um, getting back to what you were saying before, to actually have people look authentic. And that, well, too. That While too. they're being photographed. Yes, because because that and that's part two. One wants the soul to project or the person to project. Now, a person is generally either hard or soft or interesting or or there's something. A person has some main characteristic. So there's well, how do you capture that? First they want to look good, yes, but 
in the process of looking good, I would say that once you arrange the face in a, in a, in a way that looks good, then the soul will start to come out or the character of the person. You want to see that, but that, that's, I would say that's going to start showing once you get the person to look good. And then there's, well, are they comfortable? Well, looking good doesn't mean that you're comfortable. I, I would say to hold your head up, keep your eyes open, keep your eyebrows relaxed, all those things. They're not normal. So is that comfortable? Maybe not. Maybe it's not comfortable, but again, if looking good is the first step, then there's, okay, what's the real you? How do you look authentic? You get them to look good and they're going to look authentic. So it, now that we've talked a little bit about commercial um, portraiture, um, people have their photographs done but it's not one and done. How often do you think they should revisit their photographer to update? Once a year. Photographs. Once a year. There's also quite a technique to being good in front of the camera. You learn it. We, we, we teach you. We, we decide posture, how to open your eyes, how to smile without lifting your eyebrows. There are an awful lot of tricks. I say they're tricks. They're, it's technique. Um, but, but, but so it takes a while to learn that. By the time you've learned that you're getting a good picture, if you were to be in front of cameras and do this more often, you could get a great picture. Anybody could get a great picture. But yes, you should do it at least once a year, in my opinion, you should be in front of the camera. It's also very helpful for oneself, I think, to see oneself, to learn your face. We say that what we do is transformational in nature because you not only see yourself looking good, which is to some people, I've seen people just cry. They, they don't want me to know it, but they're standing behind the camera and they tear up and get all hot. Oh, do I really look like that? Yes, and we haven't done any retouching. Oh, I'm so excited. Well, they 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 feel differently about themselves. And although I, I shouldn't really be proud of it, but we've had people get new jobs that, that I'm proud of, get raises. Um, we had a fellow who worked at the very top of Wawa, and he said, well, I can't go any higher. I'm leaving. And he came to us, didn't tell Wawa, got some great pictures, had reservations about makeup and clothes, put the pictures everywhere. Wawa saw them and said, oh, by the way, we don't want to lose you. And they doubled his salary. And now he's at the very top of Wawa. And, and that's a miracle. Yes, that's a miracle because he was ready to go. Um, and he didn't tell anybody at Wawa, but when they saw what he was doing, they thought, oh, we can't lose this guy. Um, paid him a lot more money. So, yes, he should come back and, and do it again. Uh, oh, definitely. So it's that first impression that you give. Image is everything. Image, Image is so is much everything. more important. It's so much more important than we realize. Although we don't like to admit it, we don't read. So all those emails we're sending out, if you put your picture in your email signature, people see that and they go, oh, it's Anne. Yes, we love Anne. And they're all happy. But do they read it all? Maybe not. We, we have some lawyers who say, well, you have to read it all. But 
I don't know that they all really do. But we do have HR people who say that they don't actually read the bio unless they like the picture. So your LinkedIn picture has to speak for you because otherwise the headhunter won't read your bio. Oh, how interesting. Yes, we shouldn't say that, but but, but it, it's true about everything. If, if the picture gives you enough, then you'll read it. Sure. Um, and, and part of it is also resonance, because when we see people who we can relate to in some way, and it doesn't necessarily have to be the way they look or how they look, but when you're looking at a a photograph, especially a portrait, um, there are portraits where you feel a, a relationship with that person. Yes. And and that's what's so special about what you do, because it's not just a photograph. It's more than that. Yes, there's some depth. The, the, the question could be asked, well, how do you get the depth? But but relating to an image is because there's something that we that we recognize that we feel comfortable with in a picture and, and again then we could talk about color i don't think people know what their colors are and again speaking about the fellow the other day he liked navy and black well it, he was already very strong and he's very successful and 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 Dare I say he's hard? He's 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 made it. He, but 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 he there was a softness. So so we have a lot of clothes so that we can make people have a certain something. And I found him a brown jacket and a, put up a brown background, and he looked warmer instead of looking hard. You you want him to look soft a bit, as as even though he is very strong and very hard and very successful. You want some warmth to be there, or else you you would not you would feel maybe scared by him a little bit. Um, I'm thinking of the Steve Jobs picture that everybody knows, right? When you look at that picture, what do you see? Or, or another example of a of a person whose image we know is Yogi Berra. He's always smiling and joking, and he really was always playing jokes and smiling. Steve Jobs was never <laughs> smiling. So you look at the picture and you go, wow, that guy must either be really smart or really successful. Well, you look at the picture and you see it. He, and he, of course, was both. Um, very hard picture. And and do you want to look hard? I don't know if you do or not. But, um, but yeah, the picture, if you have the ability to read the picture, but you you read it instinctively with your emotions. You don't think about it. You just feel it. Oh, certainly. Certainly. It makes it so much more interesting. I never understood um, the impact of portraiture until I saw an exhibit at the Portrait Gallery in Washington and was fascinated with not only the different photographs, but the stories that you could read into the photographs that you knew some of these people, but did you know them? And I was amazed at the differences in the photographs and how 
absolutely impactful and beautiful they were. So I, it truly makes a difference. I, I'm thinking of, of George Washington, who had wooden teeth. So his, his mouth got bigger. I imagine some photographers might have asked him to take his teeth out, but but he was very strong, obviously. And when he had his teeth in, his mouth got even stronger. Um, and and so when one knows these things about people over time, um, or think about Winston Churchill and how much he drank, um, he was always well into his uh, cups by the time anybody got a good picture of him and and yet and yet he let you see his soul you could you could see winston's soul in his pictures and then you could say well he was so drunk that that he didn't care but whatever it was that made him do what he did he um probably one of the only people who kept going and and just did it with alcohol all right we shouldn't say not that we're saying bad things about him but um a lot of the people who whose image we know um and then we know more about them, and so so we we know how they were. Um, all right, I should stop about that. But yeah, oh, of course. It's, it's really fascinating, and you've given us so much to think about. So you now have your own portrait studio that you work in um, in Delaware, but you're also able to do some travel um, yes. and on-site work. Tell us about your business today, currently, and what you offer. Well, we offer, um, especially recommend makeup and clothes. So you can bring your own clothes, but we ask that you send a selfie, a very recent selfie, and we study it and we decide what would this person look good in because color, texture, fabric, neckline, jewelry, so many things add up to making a person look as enticing as they can. So that's what we recommend is come to us and let us transform you um, with the makeup and the clothes and the styling. When I say styling, I mean actually on set styling. In other words, the stylist is right next to you all the time and little things can make such a difference i'm wearing round earrings but if i had a rounder face i would definitely wear dang dangles because they would make my face look longer again lots and lots of little details to understand and um and then if you if you are more on a budget um we we can do that with our own things. For example, the fellow the other day, I, I actually pulled clothes from downstairs, um, but the process, the learning to do it, to pose, it, it takes time. People don't realize, oh, well, I only want one or one picture. Well, how many pictures do you think it takes to get a good one? You want a good one, right? So. It, it takes some some time. I, I would say maybe it takes a hundred pictures to get to the point where the person is in, in a position to make one good picture. Um, but yeah, we 
we work with a stylist and without a stylist. And there's always an assistant. The reflector person, the person standing next to you, molding the light for your shadow side, that's a very specific thing. And a lot of photographers now, probably most photographers, just put the reflector on a stand. Well, reflectors are made to be molded. They're they're moldable. They're shapeable. So we like a reflector to be specific to the person where they need their shadows filled. And some people look good with a little bit of shadow, especially men having a stronger shadow side. Here's my shadow side um, can make them look stronger. And that, that's something good to know. Amazing. So how do people get in touch with you? Email, phone, um, through the website. There is a place where you can write to me on the website, lindypowersphotography.com. Excellent. So we'll have all that information in the show notes. I can't thank you enough for all the information that you've shared with us today. I'm so generous. And um, I. I've always loved portraits, but now even more. And in today's world, of course, we want to portray ourselves in the best light possible. So I thank you so very, very much. Thank you, Anne. Thanks for joining us. Please follow us, submit a rating and review, and share us with your friends. This helps our message reach more listeners. For more information about my products, visit justwantedtoask.com. Thank you.